bubbly. Come on. The bubbly. Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome everybody to another edition of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 448 and we thank you for listening to this online listening experience in podcast form. Several ways that you can listen to this. You can go to MarkingOut.com. You can find us on all of your major podcasting applications. When you find us, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Do all the good stuff. Get the algorithm going. Social media-wise, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, at MarkingOut11 on Instagram. You can email us at MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. You can buy our merchandise, and we thank everybody for purchasing shirts during the all-in Labor Day extravaganza at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Something that I realized that I haven't been doing, we have to give a huge shout out to the probably now defunct Ring uh, Ring Rope Rebellion for our theme music, and he's still there, at Nick Matocho for our logo. My name is Chris, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog, I'm also here with Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Dave, hey. Hey. What's up? Not much. What's up? Nothing. And he has been described... By some people, as the greatest troll of all time, Cousin Brandon, Brandon Brandon, the heart and soul of Marking Out. You can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? I am doing awesome, as always. Awesome. I wouldn't say myself, I wouldn't say I'm a troll. No, well, but you're a troll without being a troll. I definitely would say no. Um, Anyway, me and Dave were not here last week because we went and saw Slipknot because they are a thing. (laughs) Corey Taylor likes wrestling, wrestling, so and that means I also listened. If you listen to the audio audio gold that Brandon produced last week, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Brandon. What a great episode of Marking Out last week. Um, I really enjoyed it. I know Dave actually listened to it. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. The Marking Out ASMR podcast is alive, folks. It's a thing now. So when me and Dave can't record, it's going to be ASMR. uh, Brandon's going to be making s'mores next time. (laughs) But yeah, no, Slipknot ruled. Yeah, I I think that that concert, I mean, I haven't seen them. I don't know if you've seen them in between, but the last time I saw them was with you and our our friends in like 99 or 2000. Yeah, it was 2000. Um, but I was explaining to somebody and I was thinking about this, trying to compare it to something like wrestling wise slipknot is kind of like cage of death. It's a spectacle. You don't want to look at it. You're, but you're just drawn into the over the top craziness. That is a slipknot show. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not as crazy as they were back on the Iowa tour, tour circuit, but like the lights and the pageantry and there's treadmills on two sides of the stage so that 
DJ Sid can give you his interpretive dance of, uh, you know, what's going on. Yeah, it was, I mean, then they had the pyro, the fireworks, the every single thing. And uh, Corey Taylor is such a great front man. Yeah, besides um, he, the, the the cursing every other word. I know, that that's... It's like, we're Bob Eklund here, Bob Eklund in, Bob Eklund new, Bob Eklund jersey, Bob Eklund. I'm actually a Joe's Bob Eklund beach, Bob Eklund. He confused yeah, Long Island for New Jersey? No, that was me confusing it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it it was just very. I mean, that part I'm not a big fan of. But I mean, we did get to hear the NXT theme song. Yeah, and we posted it on our Instagram. Yeah, YouTube.com. Yeah, I really can't speak tonight, folks. It's been a week. Um, yeah, so that that was something that was great. I saw Dave again as we watched uh, AEW and had game night on Saturday, which is great. Yeah, and, always a great time to meet up. And what else, Dave? What else happened this week? What else happened this week? Uh, the Mets blew a huge lead in the, the ninth, which is um, great, expected. you know. Yeah, yeah. It's coming down to that point where it's expected. And outside of that, not too much else comes to mind. How about uh, with you? Anything coming to mind? Oh, I had a hoot of a week, man. Speaking Ooh, of the Mets blowing leads, uh, you know, the day after we saw the Slipknot uh, was my son's sixth birthday. So we took him to the Mets-Cubs game. Or the mm. Cubs won. Blew another great start from Jacob Degrom, but you know. Yeah, I he he should just if I was him, I would leave the team. You know, just, just sign a big contract. Yeah, I just want to leave the team now. It's fine. Yeah, just just take his ball home and walk away. You yes. know, um, it's just totally awful. Like, how how do you blow such a lead? And Edwin Diaz, he's supposed to be like the closer. He was the closer the past few years, but for some reason comes to New York, and then just can't perform. Some people can't uh, go underneath the pressure. Uh, it's because baseball's true. scripted. Just like uh, every that, that... sport. <laughs> That's it. But true. then uh, this weekend, I worked at the restaurant, like my last weekend in the restaurant for maybe forever, hopefully, maybe a long time because, uh, you know, high school sports are back. So, uh Back to filming stuff. So I had a football scrimmage, a soccer scrimmage. I've got a bunch of stuff tomorrow and this weekend, so it's uh, life's going to get crazy again. But I'm excited for it. School year has begun. Jordan had his first day of school today, which is awesome. And uh, that's that, I think. Yeah. That's about that. Yep. And Brandon, what about you? Well, I recorded marking out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like? Did you at all like enjoy each segment at least? Or? I was laughing hysterically because, like, I, I I've been, obviously I, I came to you with eating with Brandon. <laughs> yeah, but I told you I'm not oh, producing any more market more more, right. more of these. So I thought it'd be funny to do that there, and I, I really wanted to try that cheesecake. So mm-hmm. what opportune time? Did, did you did you listen to talking out? No, I didn't listen to talking out. Talking Out happened after the episode ended. What the hell is Talking Out? It's where I discussed the show I just recorded. <laughs> it's odd. If you didn't listen to it, you didn't listen to the full episode. Well, I listened to Cooking and Eating with Brandon, and then he started talking about uh, wrestling stuff, and I was like, okay. Yeah, it ends with a very new uh, Talking Out, where I discuss the, the, the stuff that happened on this week's episode, last week's is- episode. Is this about the moment where I should just admit that I didn't listen to it? I yet? had a feeling you didn't listen to it. 
Yeah, I did not listen to it yet. I mean, I, I've been meaning it's to. Not, it's, it's not just... a yet. It's not a yet. You're not going to listen no, to it. No, no. I really I really want to. It's just trying to find time. Mm. I listen want to. to when you go to sleep well, like me. I will. I, by, the, by the next time that we record the podcast, I will listen to it. Folks, this is the last episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, outside of that, I, uh, I went out for Mike's birthday last week. Mm-hmm. And... We went, like him and his family, all our friends, whatever, and his brother and I share the same name. So he was telling his son that my name is Brandon, and he's like, it's the same name as mine. And then later on, we were going around the table, and they're like, oh, who's this? Who's this? Who's this? And he gets back to me, and he goes, they're like, what's your name? What's his name? He goes, Daddy. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, no, nah, not quite. Well, well I, why? You've met the kid before, though. Yeah, but kids don't remember things. Yeah, but how does he remember you? You've hung out with the kid a million times. Not a million times? What do you mean? All I've right. maybe seen the kid like four times in his life. Really? Five times in his life, yeah. All right, so what else? Well, I went to see the Jonas Brothers Gosh. at Madison Square Garden. I, I really I did not go to see the Jonas Brothers. I went to see B.B. Rexa. Because she was opening for them, which Dr. Phil's son also opened for them. I got to say, for a long time, I didn't know if her name was BB or Bebe. No, it's BB. Yeah, didn't know that. But uh, it was a really good show. And, like, you know how the garden is, like, built on springs? Nope. Where, like, you're at a concert or an event and sometimes you feel it rocking? Mm-mm. Well, that's a thing. And if you, <laughs> I don't understand how that's never, ever felt by you. That's like, just, like... If you're at a good event or whatever, it's, like, really rocking. But I have never felt the garden move the way it was moving for the Jonas Brothers. Like, everyone was going crazy for them. And it was just, like, it was nuts. It was crazy that they, I mean, it's the Jonas Brothers. They had a bar set up on the second stage. That's how you know you're getting old, when the Jonas Brothers have a bar. They did a shot during their set. (laughs) Oh, getting crazy. I think they have a uh, like a sponsorship sponsorship deal with like a tequila or something. Oh, Joe Bros going it, nuts! It reminded me of uh, Entourage with the Avion tequila. Mm-hmm. But uh, outside of that, it was a good show. But uh, after that, I went to Penn Station to catch my train home, and I was stop- I was passing by the I think it's the Magnolia Cupcake Bakery or whatever it's called. But there were a few people inside yelling at the employees because they were already closed and they wouldn't sell them, like, cake and stuff, which I thought was funny. So I walked in to, like, pretend I was looking at the cupcakes and stuff while they were closed. But I was really just, like, trying to get a better ear at this. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I feel for the people because cake is – I mean, if you go in with your mindset, I'm getting cake, and then they're like, we can't sell it to you. That's uh, – yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, cool, cool. I, also, I, I understand that <laughs> rules are rules. Rules are rules. Well, talking about ruling, AEW totally ruled this weekend. Kicking off with some uh, All Out. What did you uh, guys think about All Out? I thought it was great. Uh, I thought um, the booking, we'll guess, but I think like the booking wise at the end of it, just got, it was just like a, 
you know how like with WWE they have like a roller coaster. It's like, oh, this match is awesome. This match stinks. Mm-hmm. This match is awesome. This match is awesome. Oh man, this is a place here. Oh man, that's so dumb. Oh man, that's so great. Oh my god, I feel like this was just like one straight shot up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I I would love to use. The, I don't think I can use the analogy, but like <laughs> when a man and a woman love each other. When a man loves a woman. No, but honestly, I thought it was great. I thought it was very well done. It's just like they um, I read something this week that or I was listening to something, and they said it was kind of booked like a New Japan show, where everything just went straight up, booking wise, mm-hmm. like the excitement, 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 and there was no time to just like kind of take a breather. It was a sprint. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I definitely I, saw a bunch of negative reviews about the. The show as well, but that's but you didn't watch definitely it. not going to talk about that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch it from from the gifts and stuff that I did watch. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it started off with the buy-in, uh, Casino Battle Royal. Nyla Rose picked up the Royale. victory. Yeah, Royale picked up the Nyla Rose picked up the victory over Ali Awesome Khan. Uh, so many other female wrestlers. Tennille Dashwood uh, being a huge one to note, though, especially because she's an impact wrestling superstar. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, she only has a contract. What I allegedly heard until November Mercedes Martinez being the Joker card in there, which I think is cool. If she's a full-time AEW women's wrestler, I think they're in for a treat. And I thought she looked great. Um, yeah, but I'm uh, like, I'm confused. If like, if they had Fabi Apache in this battle Royale, why the heck are they not teaming up with AEW for that AAA show? I don't know. I don't know. But the the winner, Nia Rose, had 10 eliminations. So very impressive. She Then they they said on Saturday that it will be the winner of the Battle Royal versus the winner of the Joshi match on the card. They will both face off on AEW programming to crown the first ever AEW Women's Champion. Second match on the buy-in was Private Party. Picking up the win, uh, the win over Angelico and Jack Evans. Very fast-paced, you know, tag team match. A lot of high mm-hmm. spots. It was cool. Private Party really stuck out to me in this one. I feel like this wasn't cool. this wasn't announced, right? Yeah. So, um, it was. yeah, oh, it I was? believe it was. Or I mean, Private Party was announced. Yeah. No, I, it was private. No, it was. Like it was. I did. It was. I announced. feel like I did. Yeah. I feel like I remember reading Angelico and Jack Evans. Yes, it was. Yeah. announced. But, but yeah, solid tag team match. match. Um, SoCal, yeah, onto the main card, SoCal Uncensored, I thought this was surprising here, picked up the win over Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, Lucia, Soros, and Marco Stunt, um, everybody shines in this match, they really did a great job of letting Jungle Boy, Lucha, Soros, and Marco Stunt, A, shine as a team together, and also shine as individual competitors, there was that one spot where Luchasaurus kept, uh, hitting roundhouse kicks on everybody, which I thought was really cool. Um, but I feel like they should have had the jungle Jurassic Express pick up the win here. Am I wrong? I, I, think, I think I was the only one that picked SCU from the three of us. Yeah, but we didn't I, even say it on the show. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I think that SCU had to pick up the victory because I don't believe that they've picked up the victory at all. I think this is their first victory. We have so to make a make shirt it... that says, Mark out picking up the victory since 2011. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I like it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, yeah, but SCU had to get the victory on this one. Um, but up next, good showing. Up next is a uh, controversial match of sorts. It was supposed to originally be Moxley versus. Is he now Kenny just Omega. going as Moxley or is he going as John Moxley? John Moxley, whatever. Okay. I don't know. But uh, Pac 
He's the replacement, and he picks up the victory over Kenny Omega via ref stoppage, which apparently Allegedly. neither of them were too happy about this match because they went over time and uh, had to cut a bunch of stuff. Well, don't go over time. You're a professional. But I thought this match was the I think this is, yep, hit, that's it. I'm, I'm doing the show this week, so hit it, the bumper right here. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. That's right. This match is my match of the week. Um, I thought this was my favorite match on the card. I thought it was great. I thought it, it, there was times where Pac, like, um, was able to, if Kenny Omega hit a big move, he'd do, like, a backflip or a kip-up or something like that and get out of it. It was like, anything you could do, I can do better. And especially on such short notice, this match, this is a dream match that I don't think we've ever seen before. Somebody will probably correct me on that, but I don't Which, feel like we uh, – let me finish my statement, please, because I'm going to forget what I was saying. But it, on you know two weeks' time of having to flip this match around, it led up to the hype, in my opinion. Match I think week. you had said you wanted to see Moxley versus Omega over this match too, right? I did, and this match made me a believer in this. And the fact that Pac pick – and we were sitting around the table when this happened, and I, I – like went nuts. I was like, "No way!" I was so amazed that Pac picked up the victory over Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega now, I believe, is zero and two in singles competition. By the way, I like the lower thirds where they said their overall record and then their singles record, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Which I still don't understand how that like factors into everything. They're making it more of a sport than it is a but sports I, I, like, entertainment. Do you believe that? Yes. What do you do? I believe what? Like, oh, their wins and losses are going to matter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah. If, I listened to uh, I listened to Jericho's podcast today, and he made mention to the fact that win, wins and losses ma- like totally matter. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if a person has a ton of losses, they're not going to have a title shot. Hopefully, the only way that to get you, Brandon, to be a believer is if they follow through with that. So we have to see which, if it plays out. They've already announced stuff that they didn't follow through with. So, like what? Who know? Well. Oh, tag team, we're going to have the count of 10 in between tags. And then the the referee doesn't even count in between tags. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, next talking up. about, yeah, next up you had the Cracker Barrel Clash three-way match. Havoc picked up the victory over Allen and Janela. Jimmy Havoc. Uh, There's a lot yes. of Havocs in professional wrestling, Dave. I mean, whatever, I know people watch this, so yeah. Uh, fun hardcore match. I mean, it was a hardcore match for just having a hardcore match. It was no, like... Hey, I'm Jimmy Havoc. I'm just gonna come in the ring and staple gun my chest. Let's go, guys. I mean, that there was that Canadian destroyer spot. Yes. Yeah, I, and I like the spot with Darby Allen uh, going Where to the outside ring. The, the coffin dropped through the uh, cracker barrel. barrel. But, but was yeah. there was there somebody on the barrel that he did uh, that yeah, to? Yeah, Jimmy or? Havoc was on. Uh, not on the barrel. He was on the steps, but moved out of the way uh, well before time. But I'm yeah, about it. I thought this match delivered. Yeah, absolutely, it was fun. And on Thursday, uh, Thursday we went to Slipknot. No, Wednesday we went to Slipknot. I had a bunch of people come up to me, marking out over my shirt. The I finally Joey got the Janella. the Joey Janela White Claw shirt. I got in the mail last week. Do you find that to be ironic that you hate White Claw? But yeah, extremely ironic. <laughs> but it's such an awesome shirt. People came up to me. Um, we're going to our seats the first time. This guy comes up to me and starts like going hard on Discussion. me, like H A R D on H-A-R-D. me. 
Yeah. Did you did you buy any new shirts this week? No. Mm. Why did you? I did, but they're all like Disney related. Oh, yeah. Brandon's you... making his Brandon's making bootleg shirts <laughs> for Disney. It's not that they're bootleg. They don't sell shirts in my sizes. They don't ah, sell so them in so, sizes. so then they're bootleg. They're not bootleg. They're custom. I'm not selling them as Disney shirts. They're just my custom shirts that only I will ever wear. It's just his. Bootleg. But you know what? Because uh, some of these guys in these matches don't wear shirts what? also. And the one guy that should probably wear a shirt. I'm kidding. I love. The, I love the, is uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Rude. I know, completely rude. I apologize, Dark Order. <laughs> um, the, 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 the creatures are just gonna, the, the creepers are just gonna come like attack me in the night now. God damn. Rude again. Um, the Dark Order picked up the victory and a first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship tournament as they defeated best friends Chuck Taylor and Beretta. But at the end of this match, it looks like Chuck Taylor and Beretta grabbed a friend, another best friend perhaps. As they're being dragged out by the creepers in the dark order, lights hit. You think it's going to be the Undertaker, but it's one up. It's it's Orange Cassidy. Who Con- did you really think it was going to be? I don't know. Did you I mark for Sabu? Punk. Oh, that's probably what people. Yeah, I could see that. It's so weird that he his interview at Starcast was on actual pay per view. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that a little bit later on. But... I, didn't, I didn't watch it. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't watch it either, but I don't know where you where would you even talk about that? Uh later on. But also next up you had a real Wait, 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 wait. There's an injury that came from this match, yes? Oh, yeah, yeah, apparently uh, what I've read today, allegedly Evil Uno is taking off uh, limitless wrestling this weekend due to injury, so I mean, we'll see, maybe it's just a minor tweak. You know. Yeah, I, hopefully hopefully, hopefully okay. the injury bug isn't hitting the AEW roster, you know. Yeah, that would stink. But you're someone that's not injured and is going to face off against Nyla Rose in the inaugural AEW Women's Championship match on October 2nd. That's going to be Rio, Brandon's favorite wrestler. She defeated Hakura Shida, and now she goes on. I I mean, this is one of those matches where I didn't pay attention to it. Oh Not that God. it wasn't bad, but what? Oh, well... I mean, no, because you rewatched it. Well, I didn't watch this match twice. No offense, I've just what Joshi thing's just not my thing. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I really. I have it. no idea how. I don't even. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Up next was a grudge match of sorts where uh, who who had said it was it Sean Spears? Yeah, Sean Spears, I believe, said that Cody will be allowed to have. One person from his family in the corner. So uh, MJF accompanied Cody to the ring and actually picked up the victory over Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard. I think the the biggest news of this was The Rock tweeting about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the aftermath of Arn Anderson, double A, hitting that spine buster. That, I marked out so hard for that. That was my, a nice spot. That's not my mic. What? What? I just knocked my microphone. I think that's going to show up on the audio. Yeah, that's fine. Who cares? A lot, pal. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah but, but no, match, this match was, was yeah. No, it was awesome. It was a good match. Uh, Art Anderson was a nice surprise at the end, especially when he hit the spine buster. Oh, I know. And then he got then he got caught on the on the way out, <laughs> which I thought was good. I, and at the end, it's like you thought MJF was going to turn on him, but you have to like Cody Rhodes is the ultimate babyface in AEW. You know, it comes yeah. out. Although there are, like, there are there are a bunch of nerds now. coming out like Star Trek. 
where to with this now? Like, where does Sean Spears go from here? I don't know. You could put him in a, a upper to lower mid card feud. You could put him with like Hangman, but it looks like Hangman's gonna be with uh, uh, Pac. After I mean, I, I didn't see anything special from Sean Spears in this, anyways. So I don't really care where he goes. All right. So, dude, he, it's Stan. What do you mean? <laughs> Next up, you had a car crash, ladies and gentlemen, as the Lucha Brothers defended their triple A tag team championships against the Young Bucks in what was a car a car crash. Like, well, what, what else can you say about Lera it? Where they matches, right? What can you say about it? Like true. Canadian destroyers off the top ladders through tables, and like they're magically they're just they're okay. Like one of the young bucks took that nasty spill off the ladder face first through a table and didn't get yeah. like it was just it was ridiculous. So are you disappointed with that or no? The fact it, it that they was, weren't selling. No, it was inc- like the stuff that they were doing was incredible. No, guys, was, anything it, to say? No, it it was a lot of fun to watch this match. I did. I was the one spot that I didn't understand was the removal of Penta Zermirado's mask. I didn't understand that spot. I get it. It was a distraction to for them to try to climb the ladder, but I feel like it was a wasted spot. Like I don't think that that needed to happen. As I don't think that we've seen him unmask in the ring before since uh, this gimmick what? or anything. They, you know what? I feel like it would have worked better. If when he pulled the mask off, he fell down, and the Bucks took the tag team titles, did did they show his face or no? Yeah, you, you could see it in the slow motion. Yeah, they totally showed showed the face. I, that's the thing; I don't understand why they had to go to that extreme of doing the mask removal. It, it was just unnecessary. <sighs> so, th- so they're booking the show like Triple uh, A. <laughs> um, it's a Triple A match, but. Yeah, that's like every AAA event. There's somebody getting a mask ripped off or whatever. So you won't see the yeah. Young Bucks at a AAA in Madison Square Garden, Brandon. I don't. <laughs> no, but uh, I, that... I wouldn't. I, honestly, I wouldn't mind it. But everyone, they the crowd would be way too annoying. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the marks would be there. Brandon's like, nah, I just need my wrestling masks, please. I just want to. <laughs> I just want to sit here, chill, relax, watch wrestling, and they're like, No, give me a mask. Give me your young buck mask that you debuted it all out. <laughs> You're the one that wants it, Brandon. I don't. I, I, dude, I was so lost when I saw that picture. I was like, "What the hell is that mask?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's a it's a buck." And they have their little streamers coming. <laughs> they were, off. They were a cool mask, but talking about debuts, like AEW, some, AEW is going to have their debut on TNT, and their showcase superstar is going to be the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Chris Jericho, since he picked up the victory over Hangman Page. Awesome, awesome stuff. I'm very happy that Jericho is the flag, what is it, the flag bearer Flagship. of AEW right now. Which I think Chris Jericho should have been the only person to win the AEW Championship. A lot of people were negative about this. Yeah, because they're all a bunch of they're all a bunch a of lot marks. of people. But a lot of people were complaining because it's like, oh, WWE, blah blah blah. It's like, why is Chris Jericho at the age of what fifty something? Forty something. Forty something, and he's their champion as opposed to younger talent. Like why? The same, like we complain same, about why when WWE does this. The same reason why you have a young a young superstar like MJF going face-to-face with Tully Blanchard in the ring and selling Tully Blanchard. And the same reason why Arn Anderson is coming out hitting a spinebuster on MJF. It's because it sells. People talk about it. 
The Rock even tweeted about it. This Jericho is going to get people to talk. That is exactly why they do it. And something else that, that's annoying is that when AEW fans complain about how long WWE shows are, yet this show is over five hours or what? Including the kickoff, it was from twelve it was from seven to twelve. So oy, oy. Which yeah. I, I honestly I have no problem with the no. length of a show. Three like hours. That. Is I know a great you time guys hated yeah, I really you can't do three hours in a show. Yeah, you, you don't I have really, that many matches. Like, but here's yeah, the but thing if too. You, as if a, you, you know, do three hours, that's like that's you know what? really here's the thing too. But th- I am a full wholehearted believer that the ch- the world championship match should have been the main event, and this is a big problem that people are having these days too. They're saying that the AAA tag team match should have been the main event. I think maybe the AAA tag team match should have been earlier on the card. Because, as I said before, it's like, oh my god, it, it was it was straight to the climax. I assume and there, there was no I roller coaster was... to it where you can like relax and hang out. It's just like, oh my god, this is happening. Oh my god, oh my god, super triple Canadian destroyer off a ladder through seventeen tables that are on fire and the young bucks are okay. Oh my god. And yeah, I, thought, I definitely. I thought that I, I match was going to open the show. I understand the lack of a roller coaster with this. That they didn't have a whatever they call it popcorn match. They really didn't. I mean, the Rio Shida that could have been a popcorn match, but maybe it was ill placed. That should have been before the main event. And I'm totally fine with Jericho closing the show out. I think that the AEW uh, title match has to be the main event of the evening. Um, I'm not. I'm not angry about that at all. But if if the Lucha Bros like open the card, do you think it would have hurt the undercard? I think um, everybody else on the card would have to step up to that. Like. That was out of ten matches that they had. Well, there was only eight on the card. You could have put I don't know where you could have put that. That and that's the issue too. It's like Outside when you put that of... on the card, you have to put the Cody Sean Spears match because that was the only match on this. That was like the second match on this card that you you could actually like has storyline behind it. That's the one problem is they build. They don't yeah. build these through wrestling matches right now. They're building building it through YouTube. Which I saw a lot of people also complain that this this event didn't really do much for storylines. There are no storylines. Right. So That's the thing. Once AEW programming picks up, then there'll be storylines to it. But right now, it's just like, hey, we're going to do a couple things just to kind of get us started over a couple pay-per-views, and then we're going to go hard. Once so of, of they... the matches... What? Go on. No, go. I was going to say, of the matches that you actually like did watch twice... I watched everything twice. Well, besides match... Watched. The the Yoshi match, and I so, apologize. With that, what was the weakest match to you? Um, because you're saying you only want three hour pay per views or whatever. Which match are you knocking off first, outside of the Rio match? Hmm. Out of the ones on the main card, yeah, not the pre show. Yeah, the full event. Well, I mean the full like, yeah. I would have. I would have knocked event. off. I would have knocked SCU. No, nah, I wouldn't have done that. I would have been tempted out of out of these given options. I would have knocked SCU. I would have knocked the uh, Dark Order match, and I would have left the no. Cracker Barrel, Pac, Cody, Tag, and Main. The problem with knocking off the Dark Order match is that it has kind of storyline built into it because it's leading to an AEW Tag Team Championship tournament. I, mean, I would have put that on the pre-show then. 
and then you would have knocked off Private Party and Helico Jack Evans. Yeah, why not? So I mean, I get it. I, that's the thing. I get it. I I understand what they're trying to do here. It's like, but who's making the you know who's making the card and who isn't? They're making the card. We're not. The way they want to do it is fine. I just you know what I I like ups and downs in a wrestling mm-hmm. thing. I don't want everything just go all the way to the you know. Like this year at WrestleMania, they started off the main show with Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. Yeah, but that was such a. I thought that was a great match. But I don't know. anyway, let's well, let's speaking ju- of ups and downs. Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's hop on a plane and let's head over to Cardiff, Wales. Oh, I thought we were going to discuss the championship. Oh yeah, what about it? The fact that oh. Chris Jericho's AEW championship was either misplaced or reported stolen. Not or reported, it was reported stolen, which I believe it was said to be found on the side of the road. Yes. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho went out, had himself some bubbly, and uh, what a great went to Longhorn Steakhouse, is. of all the places. I know. That's like the worst part of this whole thing is that Longhorn Steakhouse was getting like... That's not a bad thing. I mean, that's, that place no. is pretty good. It's really, it's that's not a... It's, it's like no Cheesecake Factory. It's like Outback. You don't go to to Outback and Longhorn Steakhouse to order steak. That's not a thing. It's a chain restaurant, low quality meat. And what about Cheesecake Factory for cheesecake? Yeah, that's good cheesecake. And they got good steak. I would. All right. That aside, um, they did end up finding the championship again, and it was returned. So. Heck but, yeah. All right. NXT time. NXT UK TakeOver took place in Cardiff. Um, yeah. What do you guys want to discuss about this? Well, the full event, we'll just go run the quick results. Uh, first match of the evening saw Noam Dar defeat Travis Banks. Full disclosure yes. here, me and Dave didn't watch this. Brandon only did, so. Yeah. You got Cesaro picking up the victory over Dragunov. Yeah, he uh, issued uh, – Cesaro mentioned last week after Raw that he was coming to Cardiff. And uh, I was hoping for Cesaro to interrupt, like, Walter and Tyler Bate or show up after that match or show up after the tag team match with Cassius Ono or whatever. But uh, Elijah called him out, and then they had a killer match, like a fantastic match. Cesaro had the, the, the what is it called? The swing? Yeah, he had the swing locked in for, like, 40 rotations or whatever. It was ridiculous. It was insane. Um, I think my favorite match of this event was the next match, a triple threat tag team match for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster picked up the victory over the former champions, Zach Gibson and James Drake, as well as Gallus. I was pulling for Gallus here, but... Is it Gallus? I, I would Gallus, Gallus, whatever. But uh, this this was, it was a fantastic match, and I was... Surprised by Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster winning because they're they're basically the Ziggler and Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, mm-hmm. where they're not a real tag team, but they they both have like just... number one contendership matches. I think to get into this match as a tag team. Yeah, I can see that. Next so up, you had a last man standing match: Joe Coffey picking up the victory over Mastiff. Uh, this was kind of disappointing because Dave Mastiff got up. In my opinion, Dave Mastiff was up at that count of 10 and then fell over as the, the ref counted 10. Like I thought the, the count should have been broken there, but that didn't happen. Still a really good match. 
they fought in the crowd and everything. I was like, what if you hit somebody with that chair? And he was using a chain too. Like I, I would, I'd be so like sketched out if I was a wrestler using like a chain because how hard, like it's very hard to control a swinging chain. Mm-hmm. And you're right next to human beings that aren't workers or whatever. So, but uh, matchup next was for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Uh, Kaylee Ray became the new champion, defeating Tony Storm, which has me thinking maybe Tony Storm might be coming to America. Hey, maybe coming to America. And then the main event for the WWE United Kingdom Championship was a hell of a match. Incredible. 42 minutes so long. I was like, holy hell, is this? I thought it was like a 45 minute match. Very close to it. 42 minutes. Walter Walter picks up the victory, retaining the title over Tyler Bate. Just the strength of Tyler Bate. He hit the the his finisher. The Tyler driver? Yeah. It was like, how do you powerbomb somebody like that? I don't there's know. Like no, there's not much room to perform a Tyler driver when Walter is like 9 feet tall and Tyler Bate's like 2 feet tall. He's 19 feet. He's 9 feet tall. Brandon. Well, you know, I mean, he's not two feet tall either. It was over-exaggerating. To the extreme. <laughs> but it's funny because, like, this, like the crowd, I never understand their chance. But that, like, more and more as I see, like, an NXT UK event, that chant where they do the Tyler Bate, they sing Tyler Bate's name to uh, the Casey and the Sunshine Band song. That song was stuck in my head, the song Give It Up. I was How like, does oh, it go? God. It's Give It Up, Baby, Give It Up. Over and over again. So it's Tyler Bate, Tyler, Tyler Bate. Yep, don't know it. It's like I was like, oh my god! So that got stuck in my head. I went and uh, went and got the the song. <laughs> All right, what a mark. <laughs> yeah, if it's stuck in my head, if it's stuck in your head, you got it. It's like the Sheldon from Big Bang Theory when he had the earworm, and it turned out to be the Beach Boys song. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, let's uh, hit some quick outside the ring stuff. Um, Kylie Ray. We spoke about AEW. Apparently, she's the first release from AEW because she asked for her release and was granted it. She has no social media now. Kind of weird. Yeah, after uh, Double or Nothing, she kind of like fell off social media altogether. And people were like, I remember people were like, oh, my God, is she okay? Is she okay? And then finally this past weekend, the Tony Khan announced that she asked for her release and she was granted it. She is okay, according to him. But they didn't like give us any sort of details with that. So hopefully... Everything is ultimately okay with her, and it's it would be a, such a shame if that's it for her. Yeah, that's very awful. But like, I mean, first official release. But hopefully, there's. I mean, I'm sure that there's a reason for it and everything like that. Hopefully, everything just is a okay. Yeah, and um, then on the WWE side of things, Casey Catanzaro apparently requested her release as well. That's which. Sucks. A hundred percent, because I don't think we've seen a woman wrestle the way she's wrestled ever in WWE history. Ever. She's, yeah, she's definitely unique. And I think that just totally sucks that if she actually gets provided with this, it's going to stink. Well, not that if she gets provided with it. We don't want them to like be held to their against their wills or anything, but. I'm okay with it. I, I think I think she might have. She I don't know if there's like a back injury there or something that she had been that she had been dealing with that maybe never even recovered. Mm-hmm. 
So hopefully everything's all right with her and we see her in the WWE ring again. Yeah. Um, you also because have rings again. Did we already mention the Marty Skrull thing? Nah, do it up. That his Ring of Honor contract is set to end in November and the internet is already posting that gif of Cody where the camera zooms in while he's putting his ear like Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. So I guess people want Marty Skrull in AEW. You were saying I think the best place that you think the best place for him is NXT. Yeah, I definitely think Marty Skrull would benefit more from going to NXT instead of AEW. Because if he goes to a- if he goes to um, AEW, I feel like we're just going to have repeat of everything that we've seen of Marty Skrull already. We've already seen his involvement with um, the Bullet Club, whatever it is, um, with the Young Bucks and all of them, the all all elite. Um, we've we've seen everything that there is potentially to be done with them. We've seen the matches. I think at NXT he will be able to reinvent reinvent himself. And I think we're going to get more new feuds, new matches. NXT is the place for him to go. Yeah. So moving on from that to AAA, making an announcement that them and Impact are working together for AAA's Invading New York show, which was originally scheduled for the arena at Madison Square Garden, but then moved to the theater at Madison Square Garden. Which, I I mean, they just didn't sell enough seats because from the start, I think there should have been a partnership there. Mm-hmm. Definitely not with Impact, but because that's not going to – they've already done – I don't think that's going to sell even more tickets. But you had 20,000 seats versus 5,600 seats, and you're still not selling 5,600 seats. No, they're not going to do anything like that. And it's like two weeks away. They're, the only matches announced so far is uh, Tessa Blanchard defending the Reina de Reinas Championship versus Taya Valkyrie. Then you have Blue Damon Jr. versus uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. And you have Cain Velasquez announced to be in action. So that's pretty cool. I don't know who he's going to be facing, but he was pretty good on Triple Mania. So I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully – Hopefully there's a lot. I'll, I'll mark out if it, like we see people like Fala on this card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, definitely. I mean, you always would mark out for one of those guys. Yeah, so I, I honestly have no idea what to expect. I don't know what we, I, we... We can't expect anything from this because they haven't given us anything, really. No. So, yeah. But uh, it's moving on to WWE stuff. It was uh, it's rumored that WWE is going to be doing a draft in October following their Fox debut, like the week after, starting on SmackDown on the 11th. They're going to do the draft and then end it on Raw the week after on the 14th. So, um, I don't understand why they would do a draft. Didn't we just, like just do a draft? Yeah, but I guess because they want to actually solidify the brands as separate brands. So I don't know if that's going to end the whole... Yeah, what um, about this four-man women switch over that really hasn't been... Yeah, I don't know if that's just going to end or... I don't know. Mm. I have no idea. But uh, they also announced today they released the WWE 2K20 Women's Evolution trailer. Which saw Charlotte, Bailey, and Becky, and obviously Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan were there, joined by Sting, Bret Hart, and Shawn Michaels. No, Sting. no, uh, 
No Sasha Banks in that commercial, which was interesting. Because I thought they filmed it before WrestleMania, but they announced the matches that were going to be in part of the showcase, which I think they're kind of lacking. Because mm-hmm. you, you talk about like the women's revolution or women's evolution and stuff. You, I feel like there should be matches from the start of that and matches like prior to that even. Like Trish Stratus and Lita main eventing Raw for the first time. I think that could have easily been included. I know yeah. I understand that Emma is with Impact and whatnot, but you couldn't like get the rights to Emma Not to have it. Emma and and Paige versus the Bellas. That's literally the match Not. where hashtag Give Divas a Chance started the trend. Not worth it. And how is I don't understand how they're not going to do like a Team PCB versus uh, the Bella Team Bella versus Team Bad. How do you leave Team Bad out of that with like the whole I don't know whatever. But the matches they do have is from uh, they have an NXT takeover. The very first one, Charlotte with Ric Flair versus Natalia with Bret Hart for the very first uh, NXT Women's Championship. You have NXT takeover rival Sasha Banks versus Charlotte versus Bailey versus Becky Lynch. My favorite match. You have NXT takeover Brooklyn Bailey versus Sasha Banks. And then where a they, ton more, they showed right? off. They showed off the attire. So I'm pumped for that. And then, yeah, all the way up to uh, WrestleMania 35, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey. Only 15 matches. Uh, I feel like Showcase should be a lot longer than that, but whatever. No. Well, talking about showcasing, the showcase of the, uh, the well, I guess it's not the summer, but, yeah, Monday Night Raw. Clash of Champions upcoming. Braun and, yeah, do it. Nitro. Braun and did, did Chris fall asleep? I know, I've been here the entire time. You just keep talking. Yeah, Braun and Rollins doing a contract no. signing, only to be interrupted by the OC. Um, this ended up leading to a non-title match where Braun and Rollins picked up the victory over the OC, only to be attacked by AJ Styles and Ziggler and Bobby Roode after yeah, the match. So next week we have Stone Cold uh, overseeing a contract signing between Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. Yeah, should be interesting. Hopefully. And they also they advertise a toast to Stone Cold. I don't know what that's going to be. I don't know, but I, I am anticipating the Fiend interrupting this. I mean, he has a challenge out there for the winner. I'm going to say the Fiend interrupts and goes after Stone Cold, maybe. No, nah, you can't go after Stone Cold. Uh, yeah, definitely not. Never, you, can't uh, go, you can't bring Stone Cold into this at all. But somebody, no offense. I know he's that, I know he's selling Stone Cold stunners for uh, Becky Lynch on uh, you know Street FC Boston, but he's one of those guys. You, you, you just let him be a legend. Don't try to bring him in for any sort of gimmick matches or anything like that. But now we got to talk about it. Now that we're talking about the fiends, and Dave already alluded to it already. Was the the best Firefly Funhouse there ever was, hands down. I thought it was great. Being ap- apologetic to Finn Balor, then the boss comes in. Starts feeding the boss money because he's been making it. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, it makes sets the challenge out. It'll be he's facing the winner of Braun Strowman or Seth Rollins. I don't think the Fiend should be in this predicament right now. I, I think that he is going to make some sort of a, a have his presence felt on Monday night. But I that I don't know. To me, it wouldn't make sense. It's the, the next time we should see him is Hell in a Cell. And we know, should see somebody... vignettes leading up to it, but we should never yeah, yeah. see him. And I and yeah. I, I think at Hell in a Cell, I don't think there needs to be a winner to that match. 
But who do you want to who do you want to see there though? I I want to see the fiends, but I want him. to Oh just... no, I meant I meant Rollins or Strowman. I would like to see Rollins, but I'm going to go Rollins because it's not time for they. It's not the time for Braun right no, now. No, it is the time for Braun. Hands out, it's the time for Braun. It was the time for wait, Braun wait, very no, long no, time no, ago. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not the time for Braun at Clash of Champions. It, Part of me time... thinks there's not going to be a winner there. No, it, it's the time for Braun. But not a Clash for Champions. It should be a WrestleMania moment or some one of the big pay-per-views. Not Clash of Champions. Nobody's going to remember Clash of Champions. No, not there. But you, we were know, talking about but... attack. Somebody that was attacked was Cedric Alexa- Alexander backstage by the OC. Um, this so, attack only led to well, Ziggler Root still being in the ring. And- I'm assuming. I'm assuming that the attack on Cedric Alexander might lead to a U.S. Championship match at Clash of Champions. That's a good prediction. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Ziggler and uh, Robert Roode picked up the victory over Hawkins and Ryder, which I think it was very clear that Hawkins and Ryder weren't winning this. Yeah. But if you go back and focus on just them, you'll – I mean, they sell like nobody else. They put people over so well. Mm -hmm. They used the the G9, which I could swear they used to call the Long Island Expressway. Or mm-hmm. Long Island Express, but I popped for that. It was crime yeah. time's finisher. Uh-huh. The the match up next, we saw Lacey Evans defeat Natalia. I don't know if Chris was a big fan of this match. I, I Chris didn't see it. I I thought it was an all right match. I'm a I'm a fan of Lacey Evans. I think that she has a lot to give to the promotion. I think that she has a lot to improve, but I think that she is going to be very good. I do think she has a lot to improve. I liked how Natty sold the finish, though. Yeah, I thought the finish was very good. And Lacey Evans picked up the victory, which is even better. Next up, you had Becky Lynch back uh, in the ring, cutting a promo on Sasha Banks, only for Sasha Banks to come out and challenge her to a match at Class of Champions. Clash yeah. of Champions, not class. A King of the Ring semifinal? No, quarterfinal match. You had Baron Corbin take on and defeat Cedric Alexander. My favorite match. Uh, f- my favorite part of this match was when the crowd was chanting, "Corbin sucks. He really, really sucks." <laughs> like the Water Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now he's that getting really that like Baron Corbin shouldn't have that type of heat. What stupid chance? Baron Corbin should just be booed relentlessly. But he's starting to get over with the amount of good work. I think I, people are starting to see that and they're starting to appreciate that. Baron Corp is damn good in the ring. He's not going out there and doing crazy nut stuff. But he's putting in, he's having good matches. When was the last time you complained about a Baron Corp match? Besides the mixed match challenge at um, Extreme Rules. I didn't even mind that match too much. Baron Corbin, I've been a fan of for a long time. Um, I think it's just more him not being able to keep his mouth shut off Twitter and getting himself in trouble and stuff. He has a lot of potential. So I'm happy to see him run with this, and hopefully it's going to take him all the way to the top. Yeah. I'm like, now that my bracket's pretty essentially busted, With uh, can we just talk about the next match? Yeah. The next King of the Ring match, because we're talking about the King of the Ring, it's easier to put them together uh the next match between ricochet and samoa joe ended in a no contest or a double pinfall excuse me i know somebody was somebody was somebody was i'm i i'm all about it it just makes no sense if you if you're the referee and you see that if you can't tell who's supposed to be declared the winner then you shouldn't be counting 
That's like plain and simple. I even tweeted. I tweeted to Brian Hebner. I saw him tweeting about it. He agreed. If you if you can't see who's gonna win, you don't pin. You don't count it. If it's scripted that way, yeah. Obviously, it's scripted that way. But we're not talking about. We're talking about suspending our disbelief. We're not supposed to know it's scripted. No, that I, was, I that was stupid. I I think that it was good. I'm a fan of it. I I do think that I would have liked having a winner, but I'm all I'm okay. It's something new. It's something different. Sure, why not? But I don't. Uh, what I don't like is that next week is going to be a triple threat to continue. You, I don't think you that have that, no right to not like that because I don't you like this match. Excuse me, good sir. Uh, but I do not like the fact that it's a triple threat match because I don't think Baron Corbin should be penalized by this. I think that this match should have. Why, given why five is more he minutes. penalized? I thought that this match should have been given five more minutes that night, or next week on, Mo- on Monday Night Raw they have just a, a repeat match and start from the from the. But just why, restart the match. Why is Baron Corbin being penalized to you? What does that mean to you? What does that mean? Because now he's in a triple threat match instead of having... Baron he, Corbin is most likely... Even, Baron Corbin doesn't even have to be pinned to lose this match. Corbin now. is most likely, I think, walking out the match winning. I think. I I, I could see that as well. I could see Baron Corbin walking out as a winner. But I could also see Ricochet overcoming the odds of Baron Corbin and Samoa Joe. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see one way to tell, but... 100% I don't see yeah, Samoa. I don't see it being Joe either. Yeah. But moving back in the night, you had Viking Raiders taking on two uh, enhancement talents, which is completely disappointing because they've been on the main roster for five months and they've done nothing. To me, yeah. that means they shouldn't have been called up. I think that it was – I think that they should – I like the place that they were called up. But the problem is, is that they are so. I think that they could pull the trigger on them at any point. Any point they could say, "Okay, we're strapping them to the with the championships, and it's going to be okay." The problem is that they should have done this for a, a while ago. Um, I think that right now they can be going head to head with who is the champions now? Who is it? Rollins. Rollins. Okay. Ron. So whoever defeats Ron and Rollins. Whether it's the revival or whoever, it should be the Viking Raiders that go in there and defeat them. Well, I don't even know if that's going to happen. I'm sure we're going to make it to a month six where they face off Honky Tonk Man, Barry Hardy's son again. I just it makes no sense that they're they call him up to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be cool to see them take on the OC for the championship. Yeah, well, New Japan and New Japan. But uh, backstage, you had Rey Mysterio further down the line of the night, uh, assuring everybody that he is no longer going to be retiring. He's going to be doing it for Dominic. So I don't know when the next time we'll see Rey Mysterio wrestling. Maybe next week. Maybe in a month. Who knows? Maybe on NXT. Um, I don't know if there's anybody. Who in NXT would you like to see him face? Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. You pulled that one out. That's weird. <laughs> I would have said like Dijak or something, but nah. or even like say, ACH, like ACH or yeah, he's uh face trying to face uh Adam Cole tonight on NXT. Swerve Scott, yeah. Uh, but up next was Miz defeating Cesaro, which I just didn't get. Like Cesaro absolutely killed it at Takeover, and then he comes to Raw and just loses. I I didn't I don't get that. Cesaro has the most confusing career in the WWE to me. He's a good I hand, really man. I'm sorry? He's a good hand. 
Yeah, but I just don't get it. I mean, the guy has so much talent and stuff, and they keep on teasing like this is going to be Cesaro's spot. But then, they like the next week, it's nothing. I really don't understand it. Yeah, well, the main event saw Becky Lynch, the champion, and Bailey, the champion, teaming up together to take on Alexa Bliss, the champion, and Nikki Cross, the champion. Uh, The first ever women's championship showcase tag team match. Yeah, and Becky and Bailey picked up the victory via disqualification because Sasha Banks attacked Becky Lynch, grabbed a steel chair, kept using it on her. Bailey rips it out of her hand. Looks like maybe she's going to use it on Sasha Banks. Maybe she's not. And then turns her focus to Becky Lynch. The crowd goes wild. And Bailey hits repeatedly Becky over the back with the steel chair. And then it just cuts. I was it was completely unexpected it was awesome. for me. Yeah, everyone was chanting yes. It was awesome, as you said. Yeah. But what I'm hearing is that after like people then started booing because they're like, Oh hey, this is Becky Lynch. Like we love her and she's beating her up, but like everybody's everybody's been waiting, clamoring at the bit, if you will, for Bailey to turn heel. And it finally happened. Well, it's not the... gonna. It's not gonna do anything, which is why I don't care. Bailey tried to do the, do the heel gimmick in the past with her promos, where you could see that she was trying to unleash some sort of a, a fiery side of her, but it just wasn't working. I don't think that her... it's the hottest thing right now in the company. I don't think that it's going to work. I don't think that her as a heel is going to fly over. I don't, I'm not going to be entertained by it. I don't want to be entertained by it. I don't care. See, you're closed off. You're closed off and already shutting it out. Don't care. She's not good. Smackdown, Smackdown, she came out, had very mixed reactions where people were booing her, but people were overly cheering her also. And she spoke about her friendship with Sasha Banks. And still said she's going to be a role model. She yeah. wants to defeat Charlotte Flair at the at the pay per view. Flair comes out, basically tried to say that she was going to be uh, defeating Bailey, and then Sasha Banks came out, matching gear to Bailey, and Flair clocks Bailey in the face, leading to Banks to go in there, rip her off, try to rip her off at least. Flair's got the upper hand, and Bailey went and grabbed a chair. Everyone going nuts. Bailey and Sasha Banks are now you think they could own all the titles they were the first tag team champions whatever they win the tag team championships and sasha banks wins the women's championship and they just run roughhouse all over the entire division as awesome badass heels thinking they're better than everybody it's gonna be great i don't i don't know uh, if they would go win the the tag team titles but i really think come clash of champions sasha banks is winning that title yeah, I, I the, the the fans here were they were going nuts for Bailey and then they were chanting for Becky also, but the segment just ended. Yeah, because everybody loves both of them. Yeah, it was it was really cool to see that because like you were saying, people started to remember, wait a minute, we love Becky. And here is like the perfect example of that because people were absolutely losing their minds over Bailey hitting the hit Charlotte with the steel chair. Yeah. And then they were like, Wait a minute, we want Becky. We want Becky to come out and save Charlotte. Luckily, that didn't happen. Up next, King of the Ring qualifier, or not qualifier. I keep saying that. I said that a lot last week, I think. But King of the Ring match. Elias picks up the victory over Ali, which 
even before this match started, I'm like so not used to Elias's new theme song that when he came out, I thought it was going to be Canyon's theme song again. And I thought that the first time I heard it because it's like, who wants to walk with Elias? And Canyon had the who's better than Canyon. Canyon. It, like, awesome. So underrated. I feel yeah. like. Unless you're Ric Flair. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that there were no storyline interferences here in this match. But I fully expect Kevin Owens to interfere in either the match next week or the finals. There's two different ways that can go. So it yeah. should be interesting. But after that, Samoa Joe, Raw Superstar, backstage at SmackDown, scouting talent. Scouting to see his opponent in the King of the Ring. So, and he's swearing he's going to be the one that, that wins. But we don't think so. No, no, no. Tag match up next. Fire and Desire picks up the victory over Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross because Alexa Bliss went up to the top rope to hit the Twisted Bliss. Nikki Cross on the outside jumped on uh, Mandy's back and I guess for whatever reason took Alexa Bliss's focus off of the match. And uh, Sonya Deville got her knees up and then they hit a tag team move to win. So maybe we'll see Fire and Desire get a tag team title shot at Clash of Champions. Deserves it. Up next was a Randy Orton segment about Kofi Kingston calling him out, whatever. And his music plays, but he's being dragged out, basically, being fighting with the Revival. So Revival beat him down to the ring, and he almost fights it off, but he gets hit with that FTRKO. Which I'm still loving that. I I really hope Randy Orton's not the the victor. And I'm, I'm I really hope we see that like a repeat of ten years ago or nearly ten years ago, with them fighting in the crowd. They they'd have to tease that, right? Surely. Maybe. But anyway, after this, you had Chad Gable picking up the surprise of the century, in my opinion, defeating Andrade. It was completely unexpected. I was like, there's no way Chad Gable's going to win this match. And then he, he pulls out the victory. Yeah. And if it's if it wasn't, if it's not Drew McIntyre winning, which was my original pick, I thought Amos was going to be it. I know. And now, and now that Amos isn't even in it, I'm thinking, holy crap, maybe it is going to be Chad Gable who wins this. And here's where I was talking about with Kevin Owens, where we could potentially see Kevin Owens come out next week and cause Elias to lose, leading to Gable moving on. Or Gable loses next week, and we see Kevin Owens distract Elias in the finals, but hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully next week is the storyline. The only way that you would have Elias distracted in the finals is if it's against Ricochet. Oh, yes. Because, like, yes, that's, yeah, 100%. That's, yeah, because that's the thing, too. If you, if you anticipate Baron Corbin going to the finals... I feel like it would be weird if it was Baron Corbin versus Elias in the final. Yeah, no, that's it would have been Ricochet in, in my yeah. thoughts. But the the only match that I want to see at this point is Chad Gable versus Baron Corbin with Chad Gable going over because everybody keeps making fun of his height, saying he doesn't belong. Shelton Benjamin did it. Uh, Samoa Joe did it this week. I believe Baron Corbin's done it in the past as well. So, And, and this match was awesome. This match was is why... Like, this is what everyone should strive to have their matches be every week. 
It was so good. And then at one point, Chad Gable has like has Almas pinned where Vega was distracting the referee, which had me thinking there's no way in hell Chad Gable's winning this. And then he pulled out that victory. That was awesome. That's not what I thought. Not not what I thought was going to be the outcome at all. But uh, earlier in the night, Alistair Black cut a promo uh, challenging anybody who wants to fight. And it was answered by Shelton Benjamin via commercial break which I enjoyed that Shelton Benjamin was being used again. And I enjoyed the match, but it was, what, like two minutes long? Yeah. I would definitely like to see more wrestling between the two of them. Um, up next, you had Nakamura defeating an enhancement talent. And I really Dave, liked... do we know the uh, identity of said enhancement talent? Unfortunately, we do not. Oh, you're good with that stuff. All right, cool. Yeah. I liked Sami Zayn speaking during the entire match, kind of reminiscent of Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. Or, or but, the, but way more. the Miz and CM Punk, you see that too. But well, yeah, definitely, Miz, definitely well, no, enjoyable. Miz, Miz did it during his matches. Oh, yeah, that's true. Very, but, very enjoyable, though. Yeah, I think it was a lot more uh, enjoyable than... Not, not to say I didn't like Leo Rush on the microphone during that, but... It was more enjoyable. Sami Zayn's just having like the time of his life out there doing that. Yeah. Um, and then earlier in the night, you had Bo Dallas defeat Maverick to become the 24-7 champion. So after this match was done, they all ran into the ring, brawled with each other a little bit. Drake Maverick wins it back. Corey Grave drops the line of a century, maybe. Said that uh, Maverick's probably going to take a limo to a chain restaurant to celebrate. And then R-Truth was on the stage dressed as a, I don't know, a lamp. He had a lamp shape on his, a lamp shade on his head, and he was wearing the uh, King of the Ring robe. And he came from behind, pinned Drake Maverick to become, I think, the 14-time 24-7 champion. So that was yeah, fun. Awesome. Uh, and then the last thing on SmackDown saw Daniel Bryan come out speaking about what, uh, what Rowan did. And Roman Reigns, or speaking about him <clears throat> not knowing what Rowan did. And then Ro Roman Reigns came out and didn't even make it to the ring. Because he was attacked by Rowan after that. While he was on his way to the ring. And Daniel Bryan tried to get Rowan to stop. And Rowan pushed Daniel Bryan. And then... They just brawled. Rowan, well, I mean, cut, Rowan cuts a promo. Yeah, I, really I, I thought that this pro, I I thought that this promo was actually pretty good by Rowan. Yeah, who knew he could speak like that? Yeah, this was our our first take at Rowan really cutting a promo, and I thought that he really delivered. And then to put the exclamation point on the entire night, he ended up choke slamming Daniel Bryan through the commentating table. Yeah, well. Daniel Bryan slapped him across his face, told him to stop, and then he grabs that iron claw and puts him right to that table. All right. I keep on forgetting that it's a claw, not a chokeslam. But, yeah, putting him through the uh, table with an exclamation point. I thought this was a very good way to end for Rowan. Like, the ending last week to SmackDown was such a dud for me because there was, like, no mention of that Luke Harper segment. Mm -hmm. Uh, again, there wasn't really mention of it this week. We didn't see Luke Harper, if it even was Luke Harper. According to Microsoft Paint, it was. Um, 
but I like this ending so much more. And if we don't see Harper next week, then maybe we'll see him at the pay-per-view because Roman Reigns is facing Rowan. Yeah, I'm excited for this, though. Yeah. Well, talking about exciting, hey, Dave, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Yeah, sure, thanks. Uh, Shameless plugs. So this week, everybody should go check out Xavier Woods. Not only is it his birthday, but also he dressed up as one of the Iconics um, at Dragon Con, and it looked awesome. So make sure you go check it out if you haven't. The picture, the picture is awesome. Also, as Chris made mention to, we did see Slipknot um, last week, and it was great. And so I'm going to give props to the drummer, the son of Max Weinberg, uh, Jay Weinberg. What? Go- yeah. Brandon. You didn't know this, Brandon? I don't know. Now maybe I'm sounding familiar. I don't know. Yeah, the drummer of Slipknot is the son of Max Weinberg. Jay yeah, Weinberg. maybe I did know that. I don't know if you did. Well, because I, I maybe I just like had a step back moment for a second because I thought he also, though he was a hundred percent. He also, I think, subbed in for Max in the E Street Band. Yeah, he has done that before. Uh, but and, yeah. he, and he subbed in for Max on Conan too, I believe, back in the really? day. That's pretty cool. Yeah, at Jay Weinberg drums. But, yeah, I'm always a fan of the drumming, especially in Slipknot and all the metal bands. I'm always blown away by it. So go check him out. And the last shameless plug goes to Kill Switch Engage. Um, Because on the CD that I was listening to, This Fire Burns came on, and I am such a CM Punk mark. And they just came Um, out with a new album, too. Oh. Atonement. have you listened or uh, I'm not a big Killswitch fan. All right. I, you know, I, I do like, I like this song. I don't know if I would like all of them, but this song I total I don't like, I love this song. So yeah, make sure that you download that song. Well, now that you mentioned CM Punk, uh, what were you going to say earlier? Well, earlier I was going to say how I have, there was a glimmer of hope in this entire interview we're saying how he pretty much let go of everything that happened in the past with WWE and that his phone line is pretty much open for if Triple H or Vince give him a phone call, he's willing to talk to them. And we haven't heard CM Punk say that um, at all since he left WWE. I think that this is a huge improvement. This shows a lot of maturity, too. Um, but I it gives that glimmer of hope that, that maybe we will see CM Punk back in that WWE ring. No, he's going to AEW. It's confirmed. It was I, kind of annoying that when he was doing that interview, I think he had said at one point, like, don't let AEW or WWE force you to choose which product you use, uh, which product you watch, watch everything you want to watch. Mm-hmm. And like, I a hundred percent, I agree with that statement, but then everyone that was there cheering, I could only assume were like the people that are like, AEW is better than WWE. You suck. Oh, they blah, all blah, are. Blah. Every single person. So it's like, how are you going to sit there in that audience and cheer that? And then go around and do what CM Punk's exactly saying not to do. Yeah. I, I wrestling is wrestling. Love wrestling. Don't, you don't have to limit yourself to just one product. It's Enjoy like right it now, right now, I have to limit myself to just WWE because AEW is not on television. 
Yeah, once so, the, once Wednesday's hits, it's going to be yeah. so much fun to switch back and forth. Well, I'm definitely not switching back and forth. I'm going to be DVRing both, I assume, because because <laughs> of reasons. Yeah, no, I'm going to be switching back and forth if I even remember to watch it live. But yeah, so those are my shameless plugs. Hey, Brandon, do you have any uh, shout outs? This is Droopy Dog, and you're listening to Brandon's shout out. BB Rex is getting the first shout out because I've wanted to see her live since like 2014, 2015, maybe. So, and it sucked because she was the opener, so she didn't do that many songs. So I'm a hope I'm hoping that she'll headline a, a tour soon, and that I'll be able to go to it. And I really wanted to release a new album. I don't know when that's coming out, but hopefully it's soon. Next shout-out is going to Lin-Manuel Miranda because he was at NXT TakeOver UK Cardiff or NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. And I think it's cool because he's like a super famous person and it's always cool to see somebody that's that famous watching wrestling. It kind of remind me of uh, All In last year when John Mayer was just randomly sitting there in the front row. Mm-hmm. Which is still like one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Yeah. But uh, last but not least, um, I was watching a video about Disney's Riviera Resort. Mm-hmm. And I saw a painting or a print of sorts of uh, it was Cogsworth, Lumiere, Mrs. Potts, and Chip. And it was like, it kind of made them look like a stained glass piece. Oh, that sounds print. cool. I I was I really I really liked it. I've given that a shout out because I, I thought it was really cool. I hit them up on Twitter to see like, hey, where's this being sold? Not that I would ever purchase it, but I just mm-hmm. wanted to see a you price on it. it. No, I, I there's probably if they if they were to ever put it up for sale, it'd be mad expensive. But I think yeah, it's yeah, exclusive. It. I think it's exclusive wall art for the Riviera Resort only. So new things are coming to Disney, folks. Well, those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Our... Moment of the Week! That is right, our Mark Out Moment of the Week! Yes. Yeah, so... Art Anderson. What's really? that? Yeah, Double A. I marked out real hard for Arnison. He did. Um, for me, it was listening to Slipknot All Out Life, the NXT theme song. I totally marked for that, especially because I yelled at uh, Adam Cole, baby. Nobody responded to me, not even Chris. It kind of hurt. Well, well, what about what about you, Brandon? I have a bunch, obviously, because I'm Brandon. <laughs> no, no, we got one minute to hit 10 p.m. You got this. Come on. Well, man. It. Nah, it's fine. So. Uh, I meant I was talking to Chris before the show about this because I marked out big time over some merchandise that they're going to be having at the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, specifically a hitchhiking ghost set that contains a popcorn holder, a sipper, a drink sipper, and a donut hole holder. So it kind of sucks that if you were to want it, it'd be like sixty bucks. I'm assuming, and you and have Brandon to go three different it. places. Nah, I'm not definitely not spending sixty bucks on popcorn. Donuts and a drink. Brandon, you're Disney. Hell Fine. no. Hell no, I'm not spending that much money on that. Jolly yeah. Roger will. Maybe. But uh, I thought it was really cool that it's like a complete set. If you buy all three, they connect and they light up. So it's cool, but I marked out for that. Uh, I definitely marked out seeing BB Rexa. That's why she was a shout out. 
Uh, and then also, uh, there's a show on Fox called What Just Happened with Fred Savage, where it's him playing a fictionalized version of himself hosting an after show for a fictional television show. But on the season finale, Paige was on, as well as Ron Funches. And Paige was playing a character in a fictional show that replaced the show that Fred Savage normally talks about. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was cool. And Ron Funches spoke about pro wrestling with Fred Savage. Even like, she's like, oh, I came on the show because I thought your daddy was Randy Savage. <laughs> but I thought that was funny, and he also almost uh, slipped out, uh, slipped in, name dropped uh, Santino Brothers. Oh yeah, because, because Fred Savage asked him, he goes, "Oh, you're uh, you're training to be you trained to be a pro wrestler now," and he goes, "Yeah, I went to Than," and then it gets cut off by a like an alarm that was part of the gimmick on the show. So I pop for that as a whole. Check it out. It's on demand. The season's over. I don't know if it'll get picked up for a second season, but it's called Wah. What Just Happened with Fred Savage. I had to think of the title for a second. <laughs> Wah. Yeah. And then uh, today I was listening to Sirius XM, the Beatles station. Who do you think is the guest DJ? Chris Jericho. I, I was not cool. expecting to hear that at all. I like. I was like, wait a minute. Is that Jericho? I had to like rewind the radio because that's a thing you can do these days. <laughs> Back in my day, right? Back yeah. in 1996. I kind of and marked then, that for Jericho. I think, and I didn't say this before, I think Jericho might be the greatest of all time. I It's uh, hard to dis disagree with it. Yeah, I would say, like, see, I can't choose between him or Kurt Angle for me. Or like Ric Flair. Well, it's 100%, I think my top three is Jericho, in no order would be Jericho, Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels, with I think Kurt Angle being one Jericho than HBK. I don't know. For me, Stone Cold Steve Austin's up there. But speaking of Stone Cold Steve Austin, another markout moment came from Straight Up. Uh, what is it called? Straight Up Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. Becky Lynch hit Stone Cold with a stunner, and he sold it. Oh, is he no, getting yeah. the itch? What's going to happen? No, I don't I, even know. I said this before, earlier in the show. You don't listen. I don't no, I listened. You said no. you didn't want him to get involved. No, because he's like one of those like legendary ones you just can't touch. He's coming back. He's coming back. Get ready. It's going to be him versus CM Punk. It's finally going to happen. Dude, because whatever. I'm fine with just seeing him hit a stunner next week or something. I'm pretty stoked that uh, El Segundo Brewery is coming out to New York. Get myself some yeah. broken skull IPAs. Oh, hell yeah. I'm I'm very yeah, I'm, happy for you. I'm going to definitely have to pick up that one and uh, put it on the shelf. I'm definitely going to – and I'm going to Monday Night Raw next week as well. So oh, yeah. I'm getting tickets. So that's going to be very exciting. So we'll be able to cover Monday Night Raw next week uh, firsthand. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to SmackDown as well. <laughs> yeah. And then AEW is the week after. Not AEW, sorry. Triple A. Oh, my God. Yeah. So much Madison Square Garden for you, Brandon. There's there's four in a week span. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Good times. All right. So but, let's close out the show. Thank you very much for listening to Marking Out, episode 448. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out, twitter.com slash out, youtube.com slash out 11 instagram.com slash out 11 Email us, markingout1 at gmail.com. Listen to this podcast on markingout.com. On all of your major podcasting applications, me, 
Twitter, Chris Dog, Dave, Twitter, Dave the Rave underscore MO, and Brandon, the greatest troll of all time. No, no, no. No, 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 no. At, what is it? No, 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 no. It's not at BTTG161. No, it's, it's BTTG161, folks. Also, I just want to say, I oh. hope everybody that's in the path of that hurricane is okay. Yes, absolutely. It's scary. I know I know there were rumors it was about to hit Orlando, and I think the path has changed. I know Bahamas got messed up. Yeah, it's apparently going to Alabama, too. But then there were rumors that by Friday, Saturday, it was going to screw us up. I don't think it's so, happening. I, I, I don't know if the path has changed. Hopefully, uh... There's no more damage from that, and hopefully hurricanes are just no more. Yeah, hopefully everybody that's in this uh, path just stays safe, please, and we wish you everyone the best, you know? Yeah, hopefully we'll just nuke it. Anyway, we wish you the... The... Yes, the Have a fan. Fantastic week.